Hi, this is Hetty. And this is Tina. And this is Love and Inclusion in, in the, the Real world. world. So today we're here again with Allie. Hi, Allie. Hi, Harry. Good. Thanks for coming back. Welcome back, us. Allie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So last time um, we introduced Allie and um, she shared a lot of good stuff with us. A lot of great stuff. Yeah. And so we ran out of time and decided that we would just have her back. And so um, we're going to continue our conversation with her. Um, And we are going to start by talking a little bit about um, college. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Because we live in a place where we tell kids they need to go to college to be successful. and, and we live in a college town. And we live in a college town. And we, in this point in time, even kids in high school are taking college courses. Yes. So we're kind of very college-centric society. Um, but yet, for um, young people who have um, all sorts of disabilities, there are a lot of barriers to college. And so um, the National Center for College Students with Disabilities reports this big, long list. Huge list. Huge list of barriers. And um, thanks to Hetty for, for uh, investigating this <laughs> list for us. Um, some of the, the big things that they saw that was kind of like jumped out at people, um, a lot of, and and they interviewed individuals with the disabilities, right? Mm-hmm. So it wasn't their families, it was the individual themselves. And one of the, th- a couple of the things was um, a lot of times people are unaware of the offices and the services that are available. Um, it's tough to navigate all the procedures and to understand the documentation requirements. And one thing we're talking about is you don't take your IEP from high school to college with you. And so you get to college and you have to show that you need an accommodation right. to, to do what you're mm-hmm. doing at college. And how do you do that? How does that work? And if you've never had to do that before, right? Because in high yes. school, like the IEP, you know, most people, your IEP has been with you for years, right? And yeah, so you you parents yeah, doing it. And so yeah. I never really learned it in school. It was just kind of like threw me out right. like real world <laughs> and was like, now you have to do it. Right. Yeah. And and in school you just got those accommodations, right? Yeah. And that's the next thing on the list is inadequate in inadequate uh, accommodations, which the colleges just don't know what you need. And and I think sometimes and you just said it too, Allie, like sometimes I don't think you know what you need, right? Like because yeah. it's kind of always been there right yes yeah and like for that like I read too about um students who had an accommodation of having a note taker during lectures but then the note taker there really wasn't a standard for the note taker to get the notes to the student and so like the accommodation didn't really work right um also a lot of times young people get to college and they really haven't learned how to say what they want or what doors to knock on. And also there can be a certain um, hesitancy around um, disclosure, around saying to your college peers, um, well, I get this accommodation because of this, right? (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Um, And then we talked about this a little bit last time in in the podcast with Allie, um, instructor pushback. Um, yeah. And sometimes just uninformed faculty, like a combination of both of those. And <laughs> don't understand what right. is really needed. Yeah. So that, therefore they don't know how to help you because they don't understand, right? Yeah. Yeah. And then also when instructors are not responsive. So like they understand that you need an accommodation and you've talked to them about the accommodation, but then 
they just don't get back to you on how that's gonna look. Or they don't、um, know how to help you. Or they don't know how to help. Yeah, we got all the information. They still don't quite understand how to like help you. Yeah, how that information translates into helping you. Yeah,、right? is that so, fair? Yeah,、mm-hmm. it's kind of great that we have all these all these、um, these statistics and these barriers that that Hetty found when she read the article. But also, it's great to have a college student here to to kind of、yeah. navigate through it and talk through it. And、um, to say, yeah, this is real. Yeah, like, exactly. <laughs> like, this, this wasn't just some some group that just came up with some things, right? Yeah.、Um, physical barriers can be a, can be a huge a huge setback. Yep. Yeah.、Um, and gaps in programs and services. And I thought this was kind of interesting. We know that employment for people who have disabilities is lower. Than for people who don't, and then for certain disability groups, it's even lower, lower, lower. lower.、Right. Yeah. And so sometimes there needs to be support around that. And like, how is the disability service office linked to the career、oh, yeah. office, right? And it,、mm-hmm. in many cases, they're not. And、yeah. so there's the kind of a big gap there.、Um, yeah. And then around psychological services, the idea was, hey, like. There's all kinds of groups on college campuses that have、um, specific counseling or psychological services for them, but typically not people who have disabilities. That's not one of those groups that is targeted or supported. Wow,、um, interesting. Yeah.、Um, this kind of goes back to physical barriers a little bit too, like library accessibility,、um, and probably even sometimes the classrooms and the labs accessibility, because、mm-hmm. sometimes you know labs sometimes have higher counters or And if you use a wheelchair, you know you might not be able to reach those counters and、yeah. that kind of stuff. And I think too at the library because modern libraries are so technology dependent, right? That if you、um, are hearing impaired or visually impaired,、It's、is、nice. that technology、right. set up to、mm-hmm. accommodate? To accommodate you, yeah. yeah. So、um, negative peer interactions. Sad to say. We get jealous about what you get. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, well, why does why、she、does that person get extra time, or why does she get this or that? And they don't see like it might be just like mental or something, right? Physical,、yeah. so they don't quite understand it. Yeah, when、right. it's physical, then you get to see it, so then you kind of understand a little bit. But yeah, when it's just like psychological or something, yeah, harder for them to understand because they don't see it. Right. Um. And unfortunately, for a lot of young people, there's still a stigma attached just to the idea of having a disability. Yeah, it's still hard for me to just allow people to know. Yeah,、so、yeah. I just don't like it because I don't want them to treat me any different. So it's just kind of hard for me to just kind of admit it a little bit, even though because my physical appearance, they kind of know. But right, some people just know it or think that. I broke my leg or something. <laughs> yeah. Do you do you feel comfortable saying to somebody, hey, who is treating you differently, like, hey,、um, stop it? Sometimes. Other times, it's kind of just like I don't know how to like say it, so、mm-hmm. it's still kind of difficult. But for my classes that I have, I do have a biology class and labs, so whenever I need two hands, I always have to ask somebody else to like carry something. So I guess. That's not really hard. Right. Kind of natural to me, I guess,、mm-hmm. since I always had to kind of ask for、right. somebody to 
to, to carry something or to help yeah. you with that. Well, and one thing that I think that college is helping you, I think it's helping you with your self-awareness, right? And, yeah. And your ability to ask for help. Because I think sometimes in high school, the help is right there, right? Yeah. Um, it's like, even if it's not a pair, like even if it's just your peers, they've been with you, you know, through through your school yeah. life. So they just automatically, oh yeah, of course I'm going to help Ali, right? And now mm-hmm. in college, it's a new set of people. Yeah, they don't know, know you. Right, yeah. Yeah. yeah, I think what helped me too was that I traveled with other people around the world for years. So yeah. that helped me kind of advocate for myself a little bit more. Because if I didn't have that, I don't think I would be able to do it as easy or yeah. easier than what I am right now doing. Yes. So that's wonderful. Yeah, if I, really I didn't have that. Yeah, I know. I love to hear that. Um, yeah. The last thing that people mentioned as a barrier is just the work of disability management and um so so as a parent of an 11 year old like right now like i like i do all that stuff right i like make sure that appointments happen and i make sure that paperwork is in order and i do all that stuff and um i think that without this kind of knowledge i think that i would keep doing all of that stuff right and then someday i would send her out the door and she'd be like what what i don't (laughs) What do you mean I have to do all these things now? And so I think that that's like a really important one to think about, well, how can we turn those responsibilities over to young people so that we're not kind of just throwing them in the stew? Yeah, kind of like slowly giving them a little more responsibility. Well, and I want to say that I think that's a a great skill to teach everybody because like I remember when I was 16, my mom made me make my own dentist appointment and I thought that she was the worst person in the world. Like mm-hmm. I was like, you don't even care about my teeth. You want to make this dentist appointment for me. And now as a parent, right? I'm like, well, that was well played mom. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I think that it's important to think about this no matter, um, no matter the disability category per oh, yeah. se, because right. so I looked it up. So right now, so all colleges that receive federal money, um, are required to make accommodations for students who have disabilities, but because of entrance examinations, right, the SAT and those kind of things, there have been certain groups of kids with disabilities who are kind of excluded from college because they can't qualify academically. Um, but now, um, for like for students with um, intellectual disabilities, there's 265 post-secondary programs operating in the United States um, that are certified transition programs and they're not degree programs they're certificate programs but the whole thought process is is that even if you think that your kid is not college bound because they have an intellectual disability you could be wrong mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and so I, I I just saw, saw that statistic just not written there and I didn't realize what it was until you just said it and that's amazing and I want to say that I just wrote an article yay me <laughs> <laughs> oh, that talks about um the this this specific the the, tr- the transition programs that um the 265 of them how they are giving um these youth tools and skills to live independently mm-hmm. and that was kind of uh that that wasn't originally why they intended to have these programs like it was just like oh but then if you think what colleges for all students right is how to be independent and mm-hmm. how to live on your own and that kind of stuff and so they were like this was just kind of a bonus that 
we weren't really expecting because we did like that wasn't where our research was focused on in the beginning. Mm-hmm. So I thought that that was really interesting. Yeah, I just read today that because I've always been a little skeptical of these certificate programs, honestly. Like, Me too. So what did you read today? Well, what I read is that um, kids who complete those certificate programs exponentially um, experience better employment make more money are more self-sufficient from a financial standpoint than kids who don't. Oh, good. So it was good to know that. But so here's this whole mess of barriers, right? And here's Allie, who's a college student, and she's experienced some of those um, and will probably experience other ones as she goes on. So (laughs) right now as a student, what do you think is your biggest, the biggest barrier that you are experiencing right now? Well, I think just going back from the last prog podcast, but like asking for help because it's hard for me still because I'm still learning how to like be assertive or like allowing myself to like accept that I need help a little bit because that is just kind of hard. And um, just kind of like getting work done like I get tired after a while because I have to work a little harder than other people so I get a little more exhausted after a certain amount of time not like other people so that's a little harder to just kind of push through that and just get stuff done like right away or something like that because I need that break or just kind of allow myself to regain like that awareness or just not like in my head because when I get tired I zone out and then I just totally forget what I was doing yeah especially when that happens in class it's like okay what what did they just say (laughs) it's like I have to like try to like really focus and try not to have that happen so that's a little hard for me because I've just always kind of like little zoned out during classes when I was younger because I always had that like support just like right there and so it was kind of a little easier for me to just do that and so this when I'm in college I don't really have that like person sitting right there or somebody in another classroom kind of because I had study skills in high school so I had to like go into another room with other people with kind of IEPs or any of that stuff and so then there was like a whole group of just people doing homework or all that Mm. stuff and just had that extra kind of help and I don't really have that right now so it's a little harder for me to just kind of do that stuff yeah so do you think it would have been better if when you were in high school you'd been um pushed towards a little bit more independence independence than you were do you think a little bit yeah I think that would have helped a little bit and then also just like I never really learned how to self-advocate until like later on Mm-hmm. after high school so that was kind of hard I never really learned about any of that stuff uh, it was just mostly my parents doing it or mm-hmm. you just sitting in a room with other people talking and kind of looked over me, to me and just was like what do you think for like a brief five minutes and mm-hmm. then they kept on talking about other stuff so it was like okay I didn't really learn how to do that yet so I'm still learning it so it's a little hard for me to just kind of know what I need and how to get it and with all the professors and stuff sometimes they don't really know how to help even though they seen the accommodations and stuff but they don't know how how to like put it in their their class so it doesn't like 
disrupt with other people in their classroom too. So it's, that's a big. Do you feel like there's good help on campus where you could, there's a resource that you could go to to say, hey, like my professor understands my accommodation, but we just can't really wrap our head around how it should look in practice. Can you help us get it established? Yeah, there's a disability services that I could go to. And I think you would have to make it like an appointment or something, so. Have you used it yet? I'm going to, because I'm a little <laughs> stroking in one of my classes. So <laughs> okay. I'm going to. I haven't quite done it yet, because I'm a huge procrastinator, so. <laughs> it's not. I'm a procrastinator, yeah, so. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, um. So what else do you find challenging right now in your life? What do you think is the hardest thing that you're dealing with right now as you kind of enter adulthood, right? So just kind of knowing how to be independent kind of, because I still don't know how to quite just be on my own without my parents or grandparents. So that's kind of barrier. And then also my parents and grandparents, they're a barrier too, because they just want to jump in and help like right away or think that I'm still kind of a little kid. (laughs) So they don't quite understand that I'm growing and I'm 20 and I need to just do stuff on my own type Mm -hmm. thing. I still kind of see myself as like somebody who needs that extra, extra help. Mm-hmm. What about your siblings? I know you mentioned that you have an older sister, older sister and, and younger, younger sister. Right? Okay. So uh, how do they like? Do they tend to help you, or do they tend to be a barrier? Like, what is? Sometimes they help. Sometimes they're a barrier. So it's like kind That's of probably both ways. And yeah, right now my older sister's in the Philippines doing Peace Corps. So I don't really oh my see gosh, her that how much. cool! Yeah, it's so your family's so adventurous. <laughs> yeah, and so, but when she was here, she was such a huge person in my life and helped me out, and that was great. I think my little sister for a while just didn't know how to like really help. She didn't quite understand, but since she's getting older, I think now she kind of understands what I need right but still that could be like a barrier because she just kind of does stuff on does me. stuff without <laughs> you asking yeah. yeah do you feel comfortable saying to your family stop yes yeah I do that a little bit <laughs> good sometimes yeah. I just have to say I can do it but if I need help I'll let you know kind of thing just let me fail yeah and then I'll learn on my own but if I just can't get up or something just help me out oh, once I yeah. ask yeah. yeah and do you feel like they're pretty gracious to do that sometimes yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think they just yeah still have that like I, like, oh, I think it's hard yeah. as a parent I think as a mom I have yeah. in my head like what I think my kids can do right and it's hard to like set that aside to just let them find out what they yeah. can do. Yeah, right. sometimes like, you need to let your kid fail to right. yeah. let them learn yeah. and grow from it. I think so. that's really good advice, that no is matter really what. Yeah. <laughs> um, and that, that kind of leads into the night. Like, what advice would you give individuals' parents, right? And I think yeah. you just kind of said it, right? Was yeah. Sometimes you have to let them fail and kind of step back, right? Yeah, and step uh, back and yeah. let, or see how they can handle it first. Right. Before 
you step in and allow them to ask for it instead of just giving it to them because then they don't later on they don't know how to ask so you've always just had to give it to them and so then they just don't quite know how to ask for it because it's always been like right there right so that might be (laughs) ouch 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 (laughs) i mean yeah well what advice would you give young high school student be college students or college students get out there and kind of educate people about your disability and what you need even though it might be a little hard but you just have to do it to be successful and kind of just push down your kind of pride about stuff and just ask for help just accept it even though I'm still learning how to do that right gotta do it because if you don't then it's a lot harder to get back up each time you fall or something so you just dig deep and deep into a hole that you wouldn't have had if you asked for help in the beginning right. so I think too even though that's like a really personal process that at the same time you're really like creating pathways for the next young person who's mm-hmm. coming into that setting right who is in a similar um, situation, situation mm-hmm. right because now you've like your instructor who thought that you couldn't complete the CMA right. program because mm-hmm. of your CP, right? Yeah. Like now she knows, like yeah, so that now is not on. necessarily a barrier for a right. student. And so before I, as an instructor say, Nope, we're not, I need to meet that student and hear what they have to say yeah. and find out what their passion is. And mm-hmm. so maybe the next student behind you so, will not have quite as much frustration as yeah. you did. But then if you don't do that, then they just see you as kind of like, because you're like a role model or in a way. So if you don't ask for something, then they won't ask for something. And so then it's just kind of a cycle where then nobody really asks for any help. And so then it's just like... Nothing changes. Nothing changes, yeah. Yeah, It all stays the same. That's a great great way of looking at it. Yeah. Yeah. I think it... um, I think I would think that that was like a lot of pressure, <laughs> right? Like, oh, yeah. gosh. Um, but, but I think if you can like keep your mind around the idea that, Hey, like these are things that I need that I'm asking for, for myself. And if the peripheral, um, result is that the next kid behind me has an easier way to go. Well, that's great too. Mm-hmm. Um, but today I really need this right. thing to happen, yeah. right? So that you're not feeling like, well, gosh, I just have to blaze the trail. Yeah, because with a professor with my CNA license, at first she really didn't think that I could do it. But once she met me and I was, uh, I was like, just show me what I can do. Then she became like my biggest supporter out right. of that whole thing because she understood that I could do it. Mm-hmm. So then next year or something, she would have known that somebody could do it yep. even if they had. Well, I want to put it back on that a little bit. She not only understood, but believed because mm-hmm. like, I don't think she believed that you could do it either. Right. I think yeah. it's, I think it was a combination of um, like really, really right. Like, like, you know, I mean, I mean, I know I say this to my kids sometimes I'm like, Oh, okay. Like, cause you're like, you, 
you don't quite like, believe. Yeah, exactly. I don't think that you can do that, but I'm gonna say okay. Like, but you know, in the back of my head, I'm going, I don't think you can do that. You know, like, yeah. um, and so I think that that, you know, I think that that was really great. What you did with that instructor was not only did you show her, but now she believes, and now she believes in others because of you. Mm-hmm. And that kind of goes with my whole traveling abroad too. When I was in India, we hiked up the Himalayas, so I had to ask for help and had to get that kind of support. And I had a backpack on, and I get tired a little bit easier, so I right. had to have somebody else hold it while somebody else was helping and pulling right. me up the mountain too. So it was like I had that support, which was good too, because all those people were open-minded and right. were like totally okay and they went on that trip just to like learn some more about the whole world and other people in it so it was kind of a little easier too because I was in that kind of group and that uh, environment with those people so it was a little bit easier but when I was in Guatemala and stuff I never saw somebody with a special needs or disability because I think it's kind of stereotypical or stereotype if you had like a disability you were just kind of less than so I never saw one and all the kids there were just so confused about what was on my leg and why I couldn't use my left hand and so since I had that language barrier too it was it was really hard to like let them know I think I tried to use hand motions and I was like putting my hand over my other one and I thought probably, oh, she needs to get it cut off. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> like, what? Yeah. It was, that's interesting. Yeah. It was, it's kind of hard to like tell people, but it was a little bit easier when I was coming back to the United States because I had that experience trying to do right. it in a whole different country without with the language. The language. Yeah. yeah. So it was a little yeah. easier just with that. So. It's a unique experience and it kind of helped me out with trying to explain what I need or what's wrong with me type yeah, thing. Yeah, so. definitely. Well, we're going to run out of time again. Um, it's, I, like, I really love this picture of you hiking the Himalayan mountains. I know. Do you have a picture? Um, I have, yeah, I have a couple. It should send you should us. send us pictures. Yeah. Yes, yeah. I should. I love the idea, and I think there's a lesson for everybody, whether they have a disability or they don't, that when you ask for help, when you need help, that you like get to do extraordinary things, yeah. right? And so- It gets easier for everybody around because- Yeah. Then it helps other people yeah. know that- They yeah. could ask for help too, or yeah. yeah, I'm happy to help you. Like, yeah. yeah. I think it's really like a picture of the idea that to, like together, we're mm-hmm. better and we're stronger and yeah. we can yeah. accomplish more. So. Yeah. Well, thanks for coming on twice. Yeah. <laughs> thanks, Allie. It's been fun. such an honor to mm-hmm. have you. Yeah, you're super smart and wise, and we're so um, glad that you came and spent some time with us. Yeah. And we hope that you have a great time at college. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, fun yeah. journey. Yeah. Anything else you wanted to throw on there? No, just thank you so much. I uh, like when I met you a couple weeks ago. I was like, oh my guess when when I left our meeting, I sent Matt a text and was like, I forgot to ask Allie if she'll do our podcast because I was so intrigued with everything that you've done that I forgot to tell you about our podcast. Like, can you if you can believe it? Whoa! I know. <laughs> Don't worry. Got it here. <laughs> um. So listen, everybody. Thanks for checking in with us again and listening um follow us on facebook instagram and instagram if you want to tell us something via email you can send that to 
loveandinclusion.realworld at gmail.com. And we're really honored that you spent this time with us. So, And if you would like to leave a review, we would be absolutely ecstatic if you would want to do that. That'd be great. We'd screenshot it and put it on our Instagram. <laughs> if you follow us, you would know that already, right? And if not, then do it so you can, so you can see it. <laughs> it can be featured on our Instagram. So, Anyway, this is Hetty. And this is Tina. And this is Love and Inclusion in, in the, the Real, real world. world.